The following podcast was originally released for the fine folks over on my Patreon on Friday, June the 3rd, 2022. You too can join the Patreon for just a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen and get episodes just like this one at least one calendar week before everybody else. Once upon a time, back in the 90s, I was a musician, and I've been talking about it a lot lately. There's a reason for that, but I have been talking about it quite a bit lately, and uh, anywhere and everywhere I'm going, or anywhere or everywhere I've been online, I I bring it up. And uh, frankly, I'm sure that most of y'all are just sick of hearing me talk about it. But you know what? It's my podcast, and I don't care. I'm going to talk about it regardless. Welcome to an all-new episode of My Other Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steven. And yes, we're going to talk about the old days back when I was a drumming fool. And uh, this actually is, um, the title of this episode is Songs in the Key of X. I kind of went back and forth on what exactly I was going to talk about today because recently I, I don't want to say I reconnected with some old bandmates because I've been talking to these guys on and off over the years. But recently I reached out to um, four of them. That's not true. Why did I say four? Three of them who, uh, along with myself, uh, used to be in a band called Larry from I think it was like 93 to 96. And during that time frame, we recorded three separate demos. If you're not hip on the music industry. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but if you're not sure what a demo is, back in the day, I don't know if they still do it to this day, but back then, if you wanted to get into a club to play a show or heck, if you wanted a record deal, you had to record a demo, which is a a demonstration of what you could do. And typically they were uh, three to four songs and um, you would put them on a tape cassette, or at least you would back then. And you'd stick them in a manila envelope with a like an 8 by 10 photo of the band and some type of press kit, you know, a cover letter type thing talking about what kind of music the band plays and and members in the band and and uh who to contact for booking and and whatnot and we'd put those together and send them out and that's how we would get shows and junk like that but I wanted to take those nine songs, three from each demo, three demos, and put them together in one collection and then release them out there on the various music streaming services like Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and whatnot. And so I reached out to these guys and I said, hey, do you guys care if I do this? And they said, nah, go ahead. And so I did it. And while I was at it, the 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 service that I had to to use they allowed me to put uh, to to include another artist, and uh, well, I was in another band in the '90s, a band that I was in previous to Larry called Trinity X. There were three of us: myself, Derek Nybarger, who was the bass player, the singer, and pretty much wrote the songs, and then there was Paul Hagedorn on the guitar. We were a power trio. We formed in 1990, 
Broke up around 93, got back together in the year 2000 under the name Noise Carnival. And then we were together. uh, I think we broke up again around 2001. Uh, But a couple of years back, Derek had reached out to Paul and I and said, hey, I'm going to put all our stuff up, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's not what he said. He speaks more clearly than that. He said, hey, I'm going to put up all of our stuff over on Bandcamp and just give it away for free. I just, you know, he, he, uh, he's still playing. He, he, uh, he's a songwriter and, uh, he has a home studio and he's, he's put together a number of, uh, original releases under various names that he's put out on Bandcamp under, uh, Atomic Zombie Records. There will be a link in the show notes. And he wanted to put the Trinity X stuff up there as well, um, along with what we recorded in Noise Carnival. But because Noise Carnival and Trinity X, we were all, we was the same thing. We just renamed all the Noise Carnival stuff as Trinity X stuff. But we recorded an, a lot in Trinity X. And in, in the time that we were together from 90 to 93, we recorded four. And I, I, I guess you would call them demos, but the first one uh, had four songs on it. The second one had, good Lord, it was, it was a, we recorded live to two track, which ultimately just means, I mean, I'm going to act like I know what I'm talking about. And at this point, it's been so long ago that I don't quite remember how it all worked, (laughs) but ultimately we recorded everything live in the studio. And then I think Paul and Derek went back and kind of overdubbed a couple of quick things, but in essence, it was all one take recorded live in the studio songs. And there were 12 songs on that demo. And then we recorded a third one that we just called Phonetic. It technically didn't have, why am I talking like that? It technically, it technically didn't have a title, but uh, Derek, when he put the demo together, because not only did you use these as demos to get shows in local clubs we also sold them at shows you know and so he put a little tape cover together for it and he just he wrote the the name out trinity x but he wrote it kind of kind of phonetically like maybe the way you would see it in a dictionary and so we just refer to that one as the phonetic demo and there were seven songs on that and then the the last one we did before we broke up was called self that was our best one i think and there were there were four songs on it and the song that you hear as the opening and closing to this this episode and, and pretty much most of the my other podcast episodes is from that four song demo and it's called Worship. And then in, in Noise Carnival, uh, we did a four song demo, but we also we played a show, one of the shows we played at one of the local clubs, The Bottleneck in Lawrence, Kansas, the guy who ran sound for us for that show. I mean, it was a freaking open mic. He liked us. And I don't, I'm assuming he just did this for all the bands, but he, uh, he had a tape deck hooked up to the soundboard and he ended up, um, he just, he recorded us straight off the soundboard and he gave us a copy. And we re- we ended up kind of releasing that as a, as a live album as it were. And so anyway, we recorded a lot of stuff. So Back in the first round of Just Another Fanboy, I got to a point where I started recording episodes in which I talked about my days playing in these bands, and I had done two episodes called Songs in the Key of X, Part 1 and Part 2, in which I played songs off the first demo, uh, and then uh, the four songs off the first demo, and then the four songs off of the, the last demo before we broke up in 93, so... 
The first demo was called the Bootleg Starter Kit, and the last demo was called Self. And again, you can get all of this stuff out on all the music streaming services. I think I was trying to get to that eventually because this distribution service that I had to use to put all the Larry stuff up, I could, uh, based on uh, what I had to, you know, what little I had to pay, they allowed a second band. I reached out to Derek and Paul, Paul, who was also in Larry. I said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and put up the, the Trinity X stuff as well. Anybody care? And they're like, nah, that'd be awesome. Go ahead and do it. And so I put all that stuff up there as well. Now, I've been wanting to try to get the guys in Larry and the guys in Trinity X together separately and, uh, you know, do do an episode with the guys in Trinity X and do an episode with the guys from Larry just talking about our times, you know, the good times from back then. Uh, But it's really hard to get everybody together on Skype at the same time. Uh, So especially all the rest of them, they're all still musicians. They're all still out there playing in bands and and going to clubs and going to band practices and stuff like that. I, I'm not. I I gave it up uh, back after the noise carnival days. Frankly, I just I just kind of lost the heart for it. It wasn't fun anymore. But um, I had originally thought that I would just pick ten songs from uh, you know just take both bands as a collective and pick ten songs and play them. But then I started thinking about how I had already done these two episodes for just another fanboy in which I played four or eight total Trinity X songs. And I'd already done two episodes for just another fanboy back then as well for some of the, for I think six out of the nine Larry songs. Um, and those were just called, I think, play me a song, Larry. And this was back again in the first round of, of just another fanboy. If you're listening to just another fanboy these days, those episodes will eventually they're they're not out now they're not you can't find them but they will be coming back as a JAF classic episode eventually which is why i decided in the end that i'm just going to do five trinity x songs but the the caveat is that they have to be five that were not from that first demo the bootleg starter kit and not from that last demo in 93 self because those will be in podcasts coming up at some point in the future. So I just picked five, my five favorites, and they ended up only coming off of three others. I didn't take anything off of the the live to two track demo because a lot of those we re-recorded and put on the phonetic demo. And so really, uh, these are five songs that, again, are, are, are some of my favorites. And um, they come off of the the phonetic demo, the uh, the first. Okay, so let me back up a second. When we we broke up in '93, and then I joined Paul and I joined Larry, and then we broke up in '96, uh, and then I did nothing, and then we the Trinity we we got back together, Trinity X, but we called ourselves Noise Carnival, and we did a demo called No Apologies, which had four songs on it. We did the live album, Live at the Bottleneck. Uh, which had, how many songs did that freaking thing have on it? Eight songs. That's as, as many songs as we could get through in a 30 minute open mic set. And we took one of those songs and we ended up, we put it as a bonus song on the No Apologies demo. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm going to play for you guys today. S- songs from those three, the phonetic, the live at the bottleneck and the No Apologies. And I'll tell you right now, three of the five songs that I'm going to play you come, come off of that live. Uh, recording because they are literally my three favorite Trinity X songs and probably three of my favorite songs I've ever played on. 
Um, and the only recordings we have of them are these live recordings. And they're not, they're not great recordings. They're good. I mean, I, I, I listen to them often. I think they, they came out quite well considering it's just literally a, a tape deck hooked up to a, a soundboard in a club. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm wasting a lot of time here. I just need to get into it. So I'm just going to do these basically from oldest to newest release. And so we're starting with a song called If You Ask Me.
So yeah, that's off the uh, phonetic EP from 1993. There are actually two versions of that out there. There, We also did a version on the live to two track EP as well. And depending on when you listen to this, this particular song may not be, as far as the version that's on the phonetic EP, may or may not be available out there on the streaming services. Um, when I originally uploaded everything from the phonetic EP, it wasn't until almost a week later that I realized that the copy that we had cut off this song, if you ask me, after about two minutes. First of all, it's a long song, isn't it? Back then, in the the, the first few demos that we did, so probably 90, 91, 92, uh, we were... We wrote some long songs. This isn't the longest one that we've recorded. Um, the one that I was originally going to go with is about eight and a half minutes long. Uh, but we we kind of got a hold of ourselves and and uh, realized that songs uh, shouldn't be that long. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I, I I don't know. It just depends on what your taste is. Anyway, the song cut off uh, as of right now. If you go if you're if you go try to listen to it right now. First of all, I I. I mistitled it on the phonetic EP. It's titled as uh, I Don't Think, and it cuts off after like two minutes and 15 seconds. So I had to take all that down today as I record this. This is Thursday night, uh, the the 2nd of June, and uh, then re-upload the whole EP. And so that whole process may take about, you know, three to five days, uh, a week or two, even depending on the streaming service. So again, depending on when you listen to this, if you go out and try to find this song, you may or may not find it. You'll find the live to two track version, but I've always liked the phonetic version just a bit more. Uh, even though the the version that's on the live to two track EP is a little shorter because we played it just a little bit faster. The thing I don't like about this version that's on the phonetic EP are my stick clicks. I, I don't know why we didn't take those out. Um, it's, it's not like that's a hard thing to do, uh, but, uh, for some reason we, we, I don't know if I can't remember if, if that was our choice to keep them in, or maybe the, 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 the guy who had recorded, you know, the, the, the engineer who was working with us in the studio, uh, maybe gave us a bunch of bullshit about it being, you know, well, we have to keep it in. We have to keep those in. We can't take those out. Cause we were kind of young and dumb back then and, weren't as knowledgeable, but this one was recorded at, um, Red House in Lawrence, Kansas. And I think it was their original, it might've been their original location. They moved a couple of times in Lawrence and then they ended up in Eudora, Kansas. And I don't know if they're still there. Um, but yeah, that was, if you ask me, so we're going to move on from 93. This is, that's the only song I chose from that era of Trinity X from 90 to 93 was if you ask me, uh, because the rest, as far as the stuff that I, uh, other than, um, the self EP, which again, I, I, you, you'll get to eventually in the JAF classics, if you're listening to those. And, and if, and if I do manage to get, uh, Derek and Paul together on a Skype call and we talk about Trinity X, I'm sure I'll replay uh, a lot of these songs for that episode or episodes, depending on how long, we get together, you know, how long we talk when we get together. But beyond those four songs off of self, which I love, my favorite stuff that we ever did was after we got back together in 2000. And again, at the time we were calling ourselves Noise Carnival, but we 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 rebranded 
when we started putting all this stuff up on the internet as uh you know just might as well just call it trinity x because that's that's what we were uh but the 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 next song is called swallow and um i'll tell you real quick before we play the song this ver this song is also on the live at the bottleneck album but um when derek introduces it at that live show he he basically says this is a song about a suicide because that's what the song is about but he says if you find that too depressing just pretend that it's about sex because a lot of people and and you when you hear the the chorus if you take just the chorus of this song a lot of people assumed it was a song about sex but it's not here's swallow
So this came out in 2000, like I said. Uh, we recorded this. Let me see if I can find the name of the studio because Gutter Snipe, Gutter Snipe Studios. They were in Kansas City, I believe. Basically, it was at a guy's house. A guy, uh, this dude, uh, John Evans, he engineered it. And he had converted part of his house into uh, a recording studio, ultimately. And he did everything, I believe, on Pro Tools. Um, and I should say real quick, since I failed to mention it, the, the the previous song, if you ask me, was engineered by Ed Rose, who is a fairly big name in our local area when it comes to uh, recording. He he uh, he basically he he was the he was the big name. Um, we used him a couple of times in Trinity X, and then uh, ended up going other places in Larry. And I think we used him again in Larry at one point. But anyway. The No Apologies EP we recorded, uh, basically, like I said, in this guy's house. And it was the first, the first thing that I had ever recorded in both Trinity X and Larry in which I actually used my drum set because whenever, well, no, that's not true. The very first demo we recorded in, it, having trouble speaking, the very first demo the bootleg starter kit that we recorded in Trinity X. I did use my kit, but the engineer talked me into replacing the sounds of my the drum hits with uh, triggers, drum triggers. Um, and then I'm assuming the next two demos we did with my kit. But after that, the the self EP and two of the three Larry demos were recorded at a place called Mercy Studios, and they had their own in-studio kit that you could use. And it just seems smarter to use theirs because if if any drum kit is going to sound good in a studio, it's going to be the one that they have spent the most time miking and, you know, whatnot for their studio. But this was, my drum set was a big set. I was really obsessed with the large kick drum. And so I got this 32 inch freaking kick drum. And uh, Again, we were in this house and I was just kind of set up in this one room. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming from what I can remember, that accounts for a lot of the sound on the snare. I think the snare sounds a bit weird on this demo, but 
the songs are so freaking good. They're so well written and might I say so well performed that uh, I often look past of the I, I often look past the sound of that snare, which can sometimes grate on me just a bit. But that was Swallow. All right. The next three songs, like I said, they're going to come off of the the live at the bottleneck recording that we did, which uh, we performed an open mic on January 10th. 2000. If you're not aware what an open mic is, ultimately, if you get down there and sign up before they fill all those all the slots, then you're playing that night. It literally like a comedy club. It's an open mic. They did open mics. I think it was Monday nights. Every Monday night would be an open mic and any local band could come play. They just had to come down um, whenever, I, I don't know when the sign up sheet would go up. You just had, you would just have to go down to the bottleneck and write your name down. And as long as there were, uh, slots open, you get your name written down, then you played that's, you know, so it wasn't like a huge deal for us to play at the bottleneck because it was, it was, like I said, it was an open mic, but still, I thought we sounded really good. And the sound guy seemed to really like us. Um, if you listen to the whole album, uh, for example, Swallow, which we just listened to the studio version, he starts playing the, the, the sound guy starts playing with the effects on Derek's voice during the chorus. Uh, I think after the first chorus, he starts adding an effect because, uh, he was just listening to what Derek was doing. And he's like, I think it deserves an effect here. And then like an echo effect and stuff. And anyway, it's, it's, I feel like if, if I'm, if my memory is correct, and just based on obviously just based on the fact that we perf- that we were uh, the date of our performance was January 10th of 2000, the same year that No Apologies, that four song demo came out. And the fact that uh, one of the songs from this show ended up as a bonus song on the No Apologies uh, demo we actually recorded this first before the No Apologies demo. So I guess I'm kind of doing these a little bit out of order. But I think when I go back and listen to a lot of the stuff that I have been on that has been recorded, I'm proud of it all. But I might be a little bit more proud of, of this stuff. This is literally the the last band that I was in playing the drums. Uh, this is the the this and then, of course, the No Apologies. But um, for this, it's a, it's a live performance. So this is almost like the last real recorded live performance, um, that I was on, which isn't true. I've got videos of, of other live performances we did after this, but still this is, I've, I've got decent audio of this. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm very proud of it. And, uh, I do listen to it often. And if that makes me a narcissist, I don't care, but I can admit I mean, Derek, the, the bass player slash singer, he, he wrote all this stuff and he was a great freaking songwriter. And so just being able to be a part of that um, is something that I'm pretty darn thankful for. And I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm going to go ahead and play another song. This is called Daisy.
Thank you very much. So if I remember correctly, the original title for this song was actually Daisy THC. I don't know why we took the THC off when we, uh, by the time we, we put this live thing out, but the THC stood for the happy clown, Daisy, the happy clown. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's about a clown who is, uh, no longer happy with his life. And, um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to explain what these songs are about because I didn't write them. I can only tell you how I interpret what I think the songs are about. Uh, but this is fairly obviously about a clown and uh, the the line, the the painted smile just wipes away, um, I think is a great line. And it's and it's it's a great song. So the next one is is actually probably my favorite song that I have ever recorded. And the three of us have talked about going into Derek's home studio at some point and, and actually doing a studio version of this next song. And it's something I'd really like to do because I think this deserves uh, a studio recording. And it's called Quick Shop Commando. This one's called Quick Shop Commando.
so when Trinity X would get together and practice, uh, we would practice in this this house outside of Eudora. It was Paul's house where he lived with his dad. And we would when we would uh, we would take a break and we would drive into Eudora, Kansas, and we would uh, hang out at a convenience store called the Quick Shop. And they've got them. They've got one in Eudora. They've got a number of them in Lawrence. I don't know if they have them anywhere else in the state. I feel like it might be just a Kansas thing. I think I've seen one or two in Topeka, Kansas, but it's definitely a local thing for us anyway. I don't know if they're national. I have no clue. But Derek wrote this song called Quick Shop Commando. And and, and uh, again, you hear it in the lyrics. Uh, a guy who is very basically at the end of his rope. He just uh, was playing the lottery outside the quick shop and he lost. And so he throws back a bottle of alcohol and then drives his car through the quick shop. That's that's ultimately what the song is about. But it's such a great song. The musically, lyrically, uh just loved playing on this song. Love the way it ends. Um this song just just it just hammers away and uh I would love to get together with these guys again at some point just just to play this song again because it was one of my favorites. And speaking of another one of my favorites, the last one I'm going to play on this episode, uh, again, live, and it's called Limit.
you. So this is a song that we had actually started playing in 93, just before we broke up. I, I distinctly remember us having, and I've got it somewhere. I've been slowly, and by slowly, I've only done one so far, taking in uh, my VHS tapes to our library where they have a, uh, a thing set up where you can digitize your VHS. And uh, I've done... Uh, a Larry show so far. I've done a Larry show so far, us performing at the bottleneck in 95 for the, the farmer's ball, which was a battle of the bands type thing. You can find that out on my, on my YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes, but um, I've also got one from the Trinity X days from 93, where we play an open mic at the bottleneck and we play this song and this one. And there's, I think maybe one other, we're the only songs that made their way from that time in Trinity X from the the 9093 era to the 2000 time when we were calling ourselves Noise Carnival but huge you know it's it's like I want to say I'm a huge fan of this song cuz I really am there's a lot of times when I you know I'm saying that I listen to this stuff often um when I listen to this stuff it's like I don't even think about the fact that that I'm one of the people playing the song. I just kind of sit back as just a fan of this band that I am in no way associated with and just listen to the music and listen to the to, to the words and the way, you know, Derek sings and and his bass parts and Paul's guitar and it just it all just we I think we had a the three of us had kind of a really good connection and the fact that it's just literally three people, uh, one guitar, one bass, and a drummer. And the way it sounds, I think it came together really well. But I mean, it was at a time when I was really comfortable with the way I played and could just kind of lay back and throw down a groove. And I had, it took me a while to kind of learn that because I used to be really hung up on the idea that you had to be flashy if you were a drummer. I never was. I never real. I mean, I kind of tried to be, you know, I tried to learn uh, a lot of uh, flashy stuff and and just never quite got it right. And, and it wasn't until um, partway through Larry and then really during this time in Trinity X that it just kind of just kind of dawned on me that really my strength is just laying down that beat and, you know, keep it simple. And there's there, you know, it's, it's, I, I grew up listening to hair metal and a lot of those drummers would, were, were very flash. And, uh, eventually I realized that some of my favorite songs and some of my favorite drummers weren't flashy. They just freaking got in there. They just, stepped into that groove and they just stayed in there until the song was over. And they just, you know, basically they just picked up that song and threw it over their shoulder and carried it to the end of the line. And, and, uh, you know, that's what I tried to do. And, uh, anyway, I just wanted to talk about it and I wanted to play these songs for you guys, because again, they're, they're, I'm, I'm fairly proud of them. Uh, probably something I'll, I'll never again do in my life. Uh, though we have, again, we've talked about getting together just to record some stuff which is about all I can do because I no longer own a drum set. And so I would have to, you know, I can't, it's not like I can go out and buy a new one. Good Lord, have you ever priced a drum set? They're freaking expensive. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, 
digitizing more of our, our old live stuff and getting that stuff up on YouTube and then hopefully getting together with which with uh, witcha witcha with a with a each each group of these guys and then just talking about the old days on some future episodes of my other podcast. And uh, again, I don't have any kind of standard way to uh, close out the show. So talk to you later, folks.